Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Kennedy, and I'm here today to help you become the very best version of yourself. Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Now, I know it's been a couple of weeks since um, I've put up an episode and I will be making up for lost time. Um, you know, consistency is something that I, um, I guess, pride myself in and I've have been putting up at least an episode a week since I started this podcast pretty much three years ago. So things have been quite busy over the past couple of weeks. I've also had a few mic issues, which, um, you know, due to being quite busy, I didn't get around to getting a, getting anything sorted um, in time. But the new mic is set to arrive in the next day or so. So I apologize if the audio quality is not as good as what it usually is, but I didn't want to miss out on getting an episode up this week. Um, and you can expect a few more um, within the next week as well. But what I, uh, you know, firstly, thanks for tuning in. If this is the first episode that you've ever listened to, then welcome. Feel free to go back through and check out some of the, the past episodes as well. There's something in there for absolutely everybody. And I'm sure you can take away some value from this podcast and and what you know some of the things that I've had to talk about and some of the incredible guests that I've had on the show have spoken about as well. But um, you know, if you're a weekly listener, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, guys, uh, if you enjoyed today's episode, please do take a screenshot of the show and post it up on your Instagram story for me. We want to try and get as many ears on this episode as we possibly can and continue to grow the little community around the fitness and lifestyle podcast and help as many people. As we can, so there's a couple of topics I wanted to touch on today. Um, you know, one one of them in particular um, is what I want to really clear up, I guess, and hopefully help as many people as I can with this episode today. Now, working with clients in person and working with clients online, obviously, I get a lot of questions regarding nutrition, and you know, to be perfectly honest, it is a very confusing and um, and I guess conflicting topic to talk about because. Depending on who you talk to, everybody has their own opinion on what does and what doesn't work for nutrition. You know, what is the right way to do it? What's the wrong way to do it? And it doesn't really help you when you're trying to get yourself in shape and you don't have that much of an idea about food and nutrition. And you go and read one piece of advice and then you listen to a podcast and they tell you something different. And then it, it really just makes things quite stressful. And, you know, when we're talking about fat loss, you know, fat loss being the goal. And, you know, although today's, you know, main topic I'm going to be kind of touching on is nutrition for fat loss, this applies for muscle gain as well and weight gain. Obviously, we, we would need to be in eating a lot more food and in a calorie deficit, uh, sorry, a calorie surplus if we're trying to gain weight or gain muscle mass. But the same rules apply. So, you know, if, if you're trying to lose body fat or even if you're trying to build muscle, then high cortisol levels due to stress, it makes things very, very hard. And, I think what I see most often is that people, because they don't know what's, and I'm not going to say right or wrong because there's no right or wrong way to do anything for, you know, a set rule for absolutely everybody, but if they don't know the the most optimal approach or an approach that they know is going to work, it can be very, very stressful trying to figure out whether or not you're doing the right thing because there's nothing worse than putting in a, a few good weeks, you know, training really hard a few times a week at least, eating well sleeping well, feeling really good about yourself and then just not seeing those results that you're you're after. And that can be very demoralizing. It can be frustrating and, and it can lead to very shitty decisions, I would say, in regards to your food and your training. And you know that, that usually means drastically cutting calories and increasing your energy output by way too much to the point where you, your training quality sucks. You know, you're hungry all the time. You're not enjoying the process and it just makes everything a lot harder. So 
the biggest misconception, I, I guess, around nutrition, and I've talked about this a lot on the show, but it's just because it's something that's fresh on my mind. I wanted to do a little episode, one, just to say good day to you guys because I, I have been um, missing over the past week or two, um, and two, because I know this is constantly on people's mind. So I want, at the end of today's episode, for you to be able to leave, to be able to you know finish this, this show today and be very confident that you can go about your nutrition knowing that you will see results, that you are in control of your results. That's the main aim for me with all of my clients is to make sure that, you know, although it's a shit business model, I must admit, I want to make sure that my clients don't need me. I don't, I don't want you guys to need me to spoon feed you what to do with your nutrition. I want you guys to be able to take control of that yourself. So... The biggest misconception around nutrition is that you have to eat certain foods to lose fat or gain weight, is that you have to avoid certain foods to gain, uh, to lose fat or gain weight, you know, that you have to follow a certain approach. There's no, there's no approach that is 100% set in stone that you have to follow to see results because here's the thing, right? If you've listened to the show before, you'll know that I'm big on numbers and I actually sent out an email to my list the other week talking about being the CEO of your own body and what I mean by that is that if you look at any successful business, the business owner knows the numbers. They know what's working, what's not working, and why it's working and why it's not working. And it makes it very easy for them to make changes or to to do the necessary things to change that around. If it's not working, we can get it to we can get it to work by changing some numbers around. When you're in your car, you know what your numbers are. You know what speed you're going. You know how much fuel you have left in the tank. And it makes it very easy to know whether or not you're going to get a speeding ticket and whether you're going to run out of fuel. <coughs> we know our numbers. Absolutely everywhere, but for some very extremely weird reason, people don't think it's necessary to know your numbers with your own body. Now, before I go any further, before I English good today, before I go any further, I do want to mention that although I think it's important to know your numbers, I I think it's not necessary to know the number on the scales, and that's an episode um, for another day. And, and you know, well. It's kind of part two of today's show, but I'll talk about that right at the end. I don't want you to get caught up on that too much, but knowing your numbers on the scales is not that important. But knowing your numbers with your body, and particularly when we talk about nutrition, I think the two numbers that are extremely and necessarily important to understand, especially at the start when you're not that aware of what is needed for you to to lose the body fat or to gain the muscle in the first place, the numbers you need to know is your calorie intake and your protein minimum. They're the two numbers you need to know and I'm going to discuss that very soon. But here's the the exciting thing, I guess, for those that are listening at the moment that haven't have a real that don't have a real clue about about food and you've been seeing misleading information everywhere have been seeing um, conflicting information everywhere is that if I list off a few diets right now and you know I, I use the the word diet very hesitantly because to be perfectly honest the word diet itself implies that you are going to start and finish and that's the biggest mistake straight away if you're going into a fat loss phase thinking to yourself all right I've got to start on Monday and then I've only got eight weeks and then I can stop and I can go back to normal. I can't fucking wait for that eight weeks to be done. Um, all right, I'm dreading Monday, but blah, blah, blah. That is not the goal. If you're trying to lose body fat, that's not the goal. I want you guys to be able to eat the same way year round. And we, we talk about it in terms of a volume diet. If I'm eating the same way year round and I decide to myself, okay, I want to get a little bit leaner, all I need to do is turn that volume dial up a little bit. And all that means is that I'm getting a bit more strict with my numbers, with knowing my protein intake and knowing my calorie intake every single day, at least roughly, and I need to make sure I'm in a calorie deficit to, to achieve that goal. But there's no start and finish date. I don't want you to think that you're on or off. It's never on or off. It's volume 
all the way up or, or most of the way up or most of the way down or kind of in between if you're happy with where you're at at the moment. But if I list off a few diets right now, okay, so things like fasting, so intermittent fasting, which is very popular at the moment, um, you know, paleo, even things like vegetarian and vegan, um, low carb, no carb, whatever, ketogenic, which is, oh, hurts to say, but um, the word ketogenic, but, you know, there's a number of different diets that are very, very popular. You know, even when we look at things like Weight, Weight Watchers, um, Jenny Craig and Light and Easy and all that type of stuff, the one thing that every single diet in the history of the whole entire world has in common, if you are losing weight, the one thing that they all have in common is that they put you in a calorie deficit. The one thing that is required for every single diet, the same. this is the same thing with every diet regardless of what type of food you're eating, the same thing with every single diet is the fact that you are in a calorie deficit, meaning you are expending more energy than you are taking in. So I don't give two fucks whether you eat carbohydrates or not. I really don't care whether you eat for eight hours a day, six hours a day, or whether you eat over the whole day You know, if you're following intermittent fasting. I don't care whether... You eat meat or don't eat meat. I, I really don't care. And you, you don't need to worry about that. That's not important. Okay. So whatever style of eating you decide to go with, I really don't care. And you don't need to care either. It's not important. It's nowhere near as important as what you think it is. Unless, of course, we're talking about some kind of medical issue that is making sure that is, you know, sorry, is suggesting that you don't eat certain foods because of your health. And of course, that is 100% fine. If you're you know, celiac, obviously don't fucking eat gluten. Pretty straightforward. All this stuff, if you're allergic to certain things, don't eat those foods. But if you are if you have no requirements that you need to follow, it doesn't matter what food you are eating, okay? Yes, it's extremely important to follow a nutrient-dense diet. So majority of your calorie intake should be coming from nutrient-dense whole foods. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. I mean, like you're trying to fuel your body properly. If you're fueling it with shit, then do not be surprised if you feel like shit most of the time. And for a lot of people out there, as sad as this is to say, you just don't know what it feels like to feel good because you're so used to fueling your body with shit, probably not exercising properly, not hydrated enough, so you don't actually know the difference. But when you do feel that difference, you'll think to yourself, fuck, why did I not start this so long ago? Why was I not aware of what I was feeding my body with so long? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Go, but going off track, the one thing that they all have in common is that they require a calorie deficit to see results. Okay, so that's the one thing every diet has in common. Now, the next most important thing so, the calorie deficit all that means is that you are eating below your maintenance calorie intake. We've talked about this before. If you're unaware of what I'm talking about, feel free to go back through and check out some of the previous episodes where I talk more specifically about how all that works. But they all have that in common. The next thing that's extremely important if you are serious about retaining or building lean muscle tissue, which you should be, um, and recovering properly between sessions is your protein intake. I personally think that you should be having two grams of protein per kilo as a minimum, um, and, and that's my kind of rule of thumb with majority of my clients. I'm sure people have conflicting um, 
views on that. But looking across the board, you'll find that that's re relatively similar to what most people's opinion is. So there are two numbers. If you're serious about becoming the CEO of your own body, and there's a number of different things that come into play, and you know, I, I want to do a full episode on you know becoming that CEO. You know, knowing the numbers of your calorie intake, your protein intake, knowing you know where all your time is being allocated to. You know, time is apart from our health, time is our most valuable asset. So knowing where all your time is going to, knowing where you're spending your money on, you know, wealth, you know, health is wealth. So are you spending money on yourself or are you worried about spending money on yourself yet you've got no issue with going out on the weekends and spending hundreds of dollars or going to a cafe every day and buying a cup of coffee but you're not willing to spend a dollar a day on, on a program that could potentially change your life type of thing. So you need to take control and you need to know your numbers. Now, I'm going to give you some actionable steps right now as of as soon as you finish this episode, if you're not already doing them, to make sure you do take control of your nutrition and in turn your results. And if I, if there's any kickback in regards to what I say, particularly about the calorie intake number, I know for some people tracking calories is just not what you're after. I would still highly recommend even doing it for a week or two. And if you're not willing to track calories, then then doing it at the start of the week and putting together a bit of a meal plan. So just tracking them for one day, or writing, going down into an app such as MyFitnessPal and mapping out a full day's worth of meals to suit your calorie intake and then follow that meal plan for a week and then change it the next week. We get Whatever way you choose to go about it is completely fine, but the numbers are very important. Okay, so the, the actionable steps that you can take today, figure out what your calorie intake should be. Now, I'm going to have a link in the show notes to um, two different things. One, my my macro calculator, which is free, and two, an article I've done on nutrition a fairly long time ago, um, but all the information is relevant, and it's also got a formula to figure out your calorie intake. The second thing you need to know is what your protein minimum should be. So this is step two. As I said, I would recommend two grams of protein per kilo. So if you're a 60 kilogram um, individual, then you need 120 grams of protein minimum. If you're 100 kilos, you need 200 minimum, um, and so on. Step three is that you need to download a, a calorie tracking app. I would just recommend using MyFitnessPal, okay? And again, you don't need to do this for the rest of your life, but for now, it is important. And if you're complaining about using an app for literally two to three minutes a day to track your food and you think that's unnecessary and blah, 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 then that's completely fine. But I would also like you to go into your phone and delete Instagram and Facebook right now because I tell you what, you're going to spend a lot more time on those than you will be on this food app. And the thing is, if you're genuinely serious about seeing results, which I know you are, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to this episode, a few minutes a day is all it takes. It's a difference between knowing whether or not you are going to see results or whether you're going to continue to fucking waste your time and go up and down. So download the app. I want you to track your food intake. Now, you're smart enough to figure out whether the food you're eating is healthy or not, okay, in terms of nutrients and, and whether it's whole foods or whether it's just shit. Aim to get around roughly 80% of your calorie intake from nutrient-dense foods. I do not care what you eat. Okay, so what you eat is not important. Forget that. We want to create that healthy relationship with food because we're constantly thinking about avoiding certain things, cutting things out. Look, my general rule of thumb is this. If you know that you can't go the rest of your life without something, do not cut it out. Why? I mean, it's, it's, it's a silly decision because when you bring it back in, which inevitably you will because you know you can't go the rest of your life without it, you're going to have more of it. You're going to want more of it and it's going to be much worse off than what it was in the first place. So change your mindset around food. We want to create that healthy relationship around food, which is kind of what the title suggests of this show today. 
Don't worry about what you're eating. Start to focus on your numbers, the freedom you'll feel about not having to care about what specific food you're eating, just knowing that at the end of the day, you need to focus on finishing as closely as you can to your calorie target, okay, close as you possibly can. You need to reach your protein minimum, and that's it. Aim for nutrient-dense foods. Have plenty of water, all that type of stuff, and you know there's more details that you can go into once you nail that first. But even if you're just doing those two things, I promise you will see results if you are consistent, of course, okay? So they're the steps you need to take today, and if there's any questions around that, feel free to send me an email. I'll have that email in the show notes as well for you to get in touch with me. But it's simple, guys. Don't don't overcomplicate things. I promise you if you follow those two things, like I, I, I promise you, you will see results, okay? Make sure you're in a slight calorie deficit if you want to lose fat. You don't need to be excessively low on calories. Make sure you're in a surplus if you want to gain weight or to stay at maintenance. That's fine. Even if you're at maintenance, this is still important. You still need to focus on your numbers because otherwise you're a yo-yo. You're going up and down, up and down constantly. And you know, I've, I've got a, a mate and um, I think he listens to the show. So if he is, he'll know who I'm talking about. But we are looking at his his calorie intake at the moment. His energy expenditure is through the roof. He's a professional athlete. And he, he wants to know what, how he can get his body composition to exactly where he wants it to be. So I got him to send through how much he was eating over the span of four to five days. And even over that four or five day period, it was up and down, up and down. Each day was slightly different. So when you look at that over the span of a week, it's very hard to figure out how he's going to consistently achieve a body composition result if the calorie intake is so up and down and variable each day. So by getting some consistency there, now at the end of a week or two, we can look at and you know we can say, look, you've had X amount of calories for two weeks every single day and your body composition hasn't changed. Easy. We need to slightly reduce your calorie intake or if it's way too low, we need to increase it. But it then allows us the freedom of choosing what we need to do to see those results. And we, we can be confident then, and that's the main thing I want you guys to get out of today's episode. And the last thing I wanted to touch on is the number on the scales because this is, um, this is a constant kind of back and forth that I have with a lot of clients. They've had, you, you could have a week or two where you've nailed everything. You've nailed your macros, you've nailed your, your water intake, you've been training really well, you've felt amazing, you've had compliments from people down at your local cafe or at the park or at the gym or wherever. Um, your clothes fit really well and you genuinely feel great about yourself. And then you step on the, the scales and the number's not what you want it to be and all of a sudden your headspace is shit. You're negative, you, you think that you need to change something, you're not happy with where you're at and everything's just gone from completely great to completely shit just because of one number on the scales. It's, it doesn't matter, guys. Don't worry about the number on the scales. And keep in mind that your weight can be plus or minus three kilograms just due to water weight. So don't think that when you get on the scales one day and you're heavier than what you thought you were you were, or what you sh- thought you should be, that that means that you've put on a heap of fat. It just doesn't. That's just not how it works. So don't get caught up with the number on the scales. I would highly recommend not even weighing yourself unless you need to lose a significant amount of weight at the moment and it's important that you are dropping the number on the scales. But other than that, just who gives a fuck, to be honest. It really doesn't matter too much. But thanks for tuning in to today's show. I appreciate it a lot. Um, as I said, There'll be heaps of content coming out. I'm pumped to get this new microphone. The audio quality will be so much better. Got some great shows coming up the next couple of weeks. And um, I hope you're having a fantastic day. Appreciate you tuning in. Screenshot this episode and post on your story if you have enjoyed it. Um, Have a fantastic day. And I hope you've taken some value from today's show.